There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the redeemed. We do want to welcome you to our first actual podcast as recorded here in our home. Many years ago, the Lord gave me a podcast setup. I used it to preach on the radio for several years. I was on two stations, one in Kentucky, one in Tennessee. And uh, the Lord just very clearly showed me several years ago to not continue in the radio broadcast. But what the Lord has done is the Lord has given us the equipment now to be able to record this podcast. And for that, we're truly, truly grateful. We thank the Lord for his provision. I preached live on the radio uh, in Maryland for several years. Uh, whenever we go to North Carolina to Oxford, we preach live on a station in Oxford, North Carolina. Uh, we've preached live on stations in Kentucky. We've preached live on stations in Tennessee. Uh, we've preached live on stations in Pennsylvania. And so we're thankful for the opportunity for the many years the Lord's given us behind the microphone. And now the Lord's given us this podcast. And so we uh, are going to be recording this here in our home using the equipment that God has provided for us. And uh, we're trying to edit it with good sound equipment, try to do the best that we possibly can. And so we're thankful that you listen. We're thankful that you've tuned in, downloaded this podcast, and we do pray it's a help to you. I want to begin our podcast sessions and begin this week especially. And I'm going to deal with the matter of vex, to be vexed or vexee. And I want to look at that through the word of God. And we'll begin today. And to do that, though, I want to look at it through the Messianic Psalm of Psalm 6. And as we look at Messianic Psalms, uh, those of you that may be new to uh, some understanding of the things of the Word of God, uh, they're Psalms that are looking forward to the coming of Jesus Christ. Uh, Some Psalms we call Messianic, meaning the Psalms of Messiah, are about the birth of Christ. Many of them are about the death, the suffering of Jesus Christ. And then some of the Psalms of Messiah are the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. David was a great prophet, according to the word of God, as well as a king in Israel. And so the Jews would sing these psalms. These would be songs as we would sing them today. And they would sing them over and over again. And so they would tell of Jesus Christ. In Psalm 6, we see a messianic psalm, a psalm concerning Jesus Christ. And I'll read this psalm in its entirety. He says, O Lord, rebuke me not in thine anger. Neither chasten me in thy hot displeasure. Have mercy upon me, O Lord, for I am weak. O Lord, heal me, for my bones are vexed. My soul is also sore vexed, but thou, O Lord, how long? Return, O Lord, deliver my soul. O save me for thy mercy's sake. For in death there is no remembrance of thee. In the grave who shall give thee thanks? I am weary with my groaning. All the night make I my bed to swim. I water my couch with my tears. Mine eye is consumed because of grief, and waxeth old because of all mine enemies. Depart from me, all ye workers of iniquity. For the Lord hath heard the voice of my weeping. The Lord hath heard my supplication. The Lord will receive my prayer. 
Let all mine enemies be ashamed and sore vexed. Let them return and be ashamed suddenly. What God here tells us of Jesus Christ, the sufferings of Jesus Christ. And in verse 2, it says, O Lord, for I am weak. O Lord, heal me, for my bones are vexed. There we see the vexing of the physical body. We see the pressing in, if you will, of the physical body, the affliction of the physical body. But then we also see in verse 3, he said, my soul is also sore vexed. So now we're dealing with the internal, not the external. We'll deal with those matters of the soul, grief, sorrow, hurt, internal things that vex us. And so I want to take a look at both of these things in the next couple of podcasts as we look at the Psalms concerning Jesus Christ. And in this case, the vexing of Jesus Christ. And so we see that the word vex, and I went to the Oxford English Dictionary um, just to gain a little bit of understanding on this, a little bit of the history of the word. And when you look at it, you'll see that there's distinctly a separation, even in, in English grammar and understanding, concerning the vexing. We understand that this is an oppression. Uh, this is a deliberate act. This is uh, doing things contrary to someone's liberty, contrary to their peace, contrary to their well-being. And we see it physically. We see it spiritually, the inward parts. And so I want to look at, first of all, in the Word of God, the first mention that we see of the vexing is in Numbers 20 and verse 15. And it's speaking of the children of Israel here. And what the Word of God tells us, how our fathers went down into Egypt, and we have dwelt in Egypt a long time, and the Egyptians vexed us and our fathers. And when we cried unto the Lord, he heard our voice, and hath sent an angel, and hath brought us forth out of Egypt. Behold, we are in Kadesh, a city in the uttermost of thy border. Let us pass, I pray thee, through thy country. We will not pass through the fields or through the vineyards, neither will we drink of the water of the wells. We will go by the king's highway. We will not turn to the right hand or to the left until we have passed thy borders. And so here they're looking to the king of Edom, Edom and Kadesh, and they're looking to pass through. And he's telling them that why they're passing through, why they're on this journey, why they're coming through this king's land. And he, by the way, he deserves an explanation. Who are these strangers? Who are these people coming to my land? Why are they coming here? And so the explanation that Moses gives him is simply this. He said, our fathers went down to Egypt. We have dwelt in Egypt a long time, and the Egyptians vexed us and our fathers. That's the reason for this journey. And you say, well, what is that vexing? Well, the Word of God told us uh, concerning that in the book of Exodus in the first chapter. There was a rose of Pharaoh that knew not Joseph. This was not a king that are familiar with the children of Israel. He did not know Joseph. And so the word of God says, they said over them taskmasters, that's in Exodus 1.11, to afflict them with their burdens. And so we see the beginning of that vexing is to afflict them with their burdens. They, Just like the Pharisees, they lay burdens on men. They don't lift one finger to help them with those burdens. It's the vexing of the children of Israel. And verse 12 says, the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew. And they were grieved because of the children of Israel. And the Egyptians made the children of Israel to serve with rigor, and they made their lives bitter with hard bondage. In mortar and in brick and in all manner of service in the field, all their service wherein they made them serve was with rigor. And so here's a people that were free. Here's a people that really saved the land of Egypt. Joseph, that 
great man of God, uh, foretold of the the famine that was to come, the seven years of plenty, followed by the seven years of famine, and he made Egypt wealthy. It was through his wisdom and through the wisdom that God had given him that he made Egypt what it was today. But yet there arose a Pharaoh that knew not Joseph. And so the people of Israel began to to become slaves. They began to be in bondage. They had to work with rigor. It became a bitterness to them. And can I say the physical affliction, the vexing of the bones, if you will, affected the soul. Might I say, it doesn't matter what your affliction is, whether it's a vexing or whether it's just natural affliction, we understand that that affliction affects us internally. And so even if we, we look at the physical affliction, the physical vexing, if you will, we see how it affects the soul of men. A dear brother, a man that we have on this broadcast, we put some of his recordings out there already. He made a great statement many years ago. He said, I was too sick to pray. Uh, he'd been broadsided by a dump truck and barely survives in the hospital for several months. And he said, I was too sick to pray. Then he made the great statement. He said, I'm glad I prayed when I could pray. Why? Because the affliction of the body has affected the soul. The affliction of the bones has affected the soul. And so we see that in the children of Israel. And secondly, we see in Judges chapter 2, and the word of God simply says that them that oppressed them, and vexed them. And so we see there's an oppression that goes along with vexing. And oftentimes I'll I kind of interchange those two words, whether it be right or whether it be wrong, but I'll interchange those words because in that oppression, there is a vexing. And in vexing, there is an oppression. How are they oppressing them? Because they would not hearken to the judges. God made them free. God delivered them out of the hands of their enemies. And repented the Lord because of their groanings by reason of them that oppressed and vexed them. And so here's the people that had turned their back on God. Here's the people that had walked away from God. Yet God saw the oppression of his people and it repented God. And so God returned to them because of the oppression and the vexing that was upon them. And again, people had withstood them. No man today can be a man of God. And uh, be, in a, be in a position of a man of God in America or anywhere in this world today without understanding there's going to be a vaccine against him. There's those that are going to oppress, those that are going to reject, those that are going to despise, those that are going to, yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. It's just part of ministry. It's part of uh, going through what we need to go through. And yet God is the reliever of that vexation. Why? Because Jesus Christ was sore vexed. His bones were sore vexed. His soul was vexed. And he understands that vexation that comes upon us today for living holy and living righteously. And he understands that. He can give us relief from that. Yet this world presses in. This world's trying to destroy us. This world hates us. This world hates truth. And this world's system hates truth. That's why he told us, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. And the very system that despises godliness, the very system that despises holiness. So many turn to that for relief. They turn to the pills and the medications and the and the psychiatrists and the doctors, and they turn to every avenue under the sun to try to find relief from vexation, and yet they don't turn to the Son of God, the one who understands and is, is touched with the feel of our infirmities and knows when we need healing and knows when we need that touch and knows when we need relief. Men will not turn to him. They turn to the rudiments of this world and try to find relief. Lot had that problem. The Word of God tells us in 2 Peter chapter 2, 
Bible said in verse 7, deliver just lot, vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked. For that righteous man dwelling among them, and seeing and hearing, vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. So here the body of Lot is not being vexed. His bones are not being vexed. But what is Lot being vexed with? The conversation of the wicked, the manner of life around him, the indecency, the filth, the godlessness, the things he had to see, the things he had to hear. For the word of God told us that in seeing and hearing, he sees his neighbor his male neighbor sporting with another man. He sees his female neighbor sporting with another woman and their nudity and their godlessness and their hatred of children, their abuse of children, the despising of the home, the despising of family, and all of them. And it vexed his righteous soul. But yet the Bible said he was a righteous man. Lot had pitched his tents towards Sodom, and he paid a price for pitching his tents towards Sodom. He paid a price as he went down to it, cost him his family. It cost him his wife. It cost him his daughters. They turned unto sin. Why, he was vexed being there. It was an oppression to him. Can I say it was far greater than just a snare to him? Yet we're in a day when so many people, even in religious realm and in Christianity, even true Christianity, are so vexed with the conversation of the wicked at the workplace and, and the places that they go and the places they conduct business were pressed in on every hand as a vexing to the people of God. Yet Jesus Christ himself is the one that can give us that relief that we need. He's the one that can turn it around for us. He's the, 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 the counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace. Where do we find that relief? We find it at the house of God. Bad people over the years tell me they go to the house of God and what they call the house of God. And there they're vexed even further. They go to try to find relief from this vexation. There in the house of God, the conversation of the wicked abounds. They look around them and they don't see godliness and they don't see holiness. And the house of God is profane. The house of God is defiled. The house of God has become a recreation room. It's not the house of God. It's no longer a place of holiness, a place of relief, a place of comfort. It's a place of entertainment. It's a place of mirth. It's a place of feasting. And yet there's those that need that relief. They need that daily, if not uh, not every few days, and at the very minimum, the first day of the week, to assemble themselves with like-minded believers to find relief from that vexing, something that was not available to Lot because of being in Sodom, and it vexed his righteous soul. He was vexed by that ungodly conversation, the things he saw, the things he heard. Yet there was hope in Jesus Christ. There's help in the person of Jesus Christ. Join us again tomorrow as we continue on the subject of vexation. There's a lost soul who's tired of his sinning, and he longs to return to the Lord. As he cries for forgiveness and mercy, God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelists.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address 
which is Manassa Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Now the angels of God are rejoicing, for the prodigal child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed.